Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries and its mission is to equip men in sound biblical instruction for the purpose of godly living. We believe, as Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be a complete, equipped for every good work. And our greatest desire at SWAT Radio is is to see Christian men shepherd their families, serve the local church, and seek the welfare of their cities, all for the glory of God. We're glad you tuned in today. This is Brad Sykes. I'm hanging out with my good buddy, Doug McCary. And this week, we're getting back into our study in the book of Acts. And over the next hour, Doug and I will be opening the Word together and discussing the practical application of Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. Unfortunately, Doug, I was... uh, a little under the weather yesterday and missed out on being in studio with you, but I know you were looking at our impact as kingdom priests beginning with living boldly for Christ. Yeah, and we we, we were talking about that, and boy, if there's ever a time for Christians to live boldly, now is the time. Uh, in our country, I can't remember the last time we have seen such vilification of Christians <clears throat> Um, people like, I don't know if you have been watching what happened. There was a guy in Pennsylvania who a year ago, uh, was protesting, uh, peacefully. Oh, actually in Pennsylvania, he wasn't protesting. He was out ministering and praying for people in an, uh, abortion clinic and a pro abortion person came up to his son and started harassing his son. And got started pretty much assaulting him, according to him, like uh, getting in his space and really not harassing the father, but harassing Mm -hmm. the son. And the father stepped in and told him to back up. And there was pushing, I guess, or whatever. But the locals didn't do anything with it. This is a year ago. Now... The Biden administration's Justice Department sent 20-plus FBI agents in attack gear, which is body armor. I mean, (laughs) it looked like they were going to arrest a really, really, really bad, Mm. dangerous threat to society kind of person. And it's like a father of 10. I mean, who is praying with people in an abortion clinic and somebody... Uh, tries to harass his son and he steps in like you or I would do. Sure, exactly. And uh, and then just a few days ago in Tennessee, another guy, pastor, was arrested who he and his church went in. I, I, I don't know all the details except they showed video of them singing hymns outside of a door. Now, to be fair, the the sheriff said, "Hey, you guys got to leave." Uh, 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 yeah, I I couldn't tell I couldn't tell you if they were on private property or not. They have a right to be on public property, uh, but they the sheriff ended up. Uh, I don't know that they 
arrested them or pressed charges against them either, but they let them go. Well, a year later, the Biden Justice Department arrests this guy, who's also like family, a a Hmm. father of seven or eight. They go to get him. He seems like the meekest guy, and... They go to his house. His wife's like asking him, what's wrong? What's wrong? The FBI agents won't talk to her. And it, it's like, what country are we living exactly. in? It's, yeah, but exactly. these are Christian people <clears throat> mm-hmm. who are being singled out because they're pro-life. And they're being termed domestic terrorists, and they're not. They're, they're not using violence. They're not using – I mean, what we saw – with the Black Lives Matter protest or Antifa or whoever mm-hmm. in in Portland and Minnesota out in Seattle, that was actually terrorism. The FBI did nothing, <clears throat> right? And so it really is an interesting time to be a believer. And the question we asked yesterday are are we are we living boldly? Mm-hmm. You know, are we living boldly? You know, this morning I taught over on the West Side. And um, it was teaching through Revelation. And again, I was reminded, it says in Revelation, cowards will not inherit eternal life. I mean, it was pretty clear, Hmm. cowards, because if you're cowardly, you act like Saul and David's brothers when Goliath is out in the field. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have no faith in the one true living God. And, I mean, you know, uh, being bold does not mean uh, you aren't afraid. It means yeah. that you understand that there's some things greater than your fear. Mm-hmm. Some causes greater than your fear. Yeah. Like, I don't know anybody longing to die, right? Right. But, but when you sign up in the military to say, I will give my life to defend this country, you're saying, I'm, I'm going to risk it all to protect my country if I have to. And, Boy, as believers, we should be the first in line mm-hmm. to do that. Did you, and <clears throat> I have not, uh, I did not, since I didn't make it in, I was a little under the weather and I kind of wanted to tune in live and listen. And unfortunately, I missed that too. So I need to go back. So for those of you who are tuning in, if you missed yesterday, you can go to SWATradio.com and listen to that episode. Did you guys, Doug, talk about what what it looks like to live boldly? You know, because a lot of people think bold is just loud, mm-hmm. you know, and obnoxious. Yeah. And and I think you and I would agree that's not the case. Yeah. You know, I think it's in some ways, don't you believe it's a little bit strategic too? Yes, I think so. Um, but the bottom line is we, living boldly, uh, we said yesterday, the way to do it is to know God. Mm-hmm. If you know him, you're going to be bold. Mm-hmm. If you look at the people throughout Scripture that knew him, they lived boldly in the yeah. world in which they lived. Yeah. Uh, well, I, like we were looking at last week with Paul, you know, he, he was bold. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, interesting that you brought that out, that the coward will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid we, we do have a lot of... We're all somewhat cowardly, depending on who we're facing. <laughs> well, it, when our eyes go to our circumstances, yeah, uh, we tend to live that way. You know, there was a story, Brad, that broke out of uh, Australia. 
uh, about this uh, CEO. Um, did you see that? Um, he was fired one day after taking over. And um, he, he uh, he's, even though it's in Australia, uh, we need to think about the ramifications of this country. And, and this goes along with us talking about boldness. His name was Andrew Thorn, Thorburn. He was the CEO of the Australian Football League Club, Essendon. And so he was made the CEO. And then all of a sudden, um, the church that he goes to, this is back in 13. 2013, the church that he goes to published an article urging people with same sex attraction to seek help from Christians to help survive these temptations. And so when he was told, when he's told that he went to this church, he was pressured to resign after one day, not because he was a terrible leader, not because he was a menace to society, but because of his Christian faith views that same-sex marriage is not God's design, period. Um, and he says when he res- resigned, today it's become clear to me that my personal Christian faith is not tolerated or permitted in the public square, at least by some and perhaps by many. I was being required to compromise beyond a level that my conscience allowed, and I could not do it anymore. Now think about that. If you're listening today, are are you going to be bold like that? Are you going to compromise to toe the company line when it goes against your Christian values? Um, That's that's a pretty big story. Um, Al Mohler said if you want a job, if you really want job security and you want to go to church, you better join a church that celebrates LGBTQ ideology Uh, because otherwise – you were going to find yourself mm-hmm. in a pinch in our culture. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you're right. I was riding yep. Brad coming back from the Bible study today here in Jacksonville on a huge, big billboard. There was, we celebrate pride and the whole LGBT, you know, things. And I mean, listen, this is not about being unloving. We want to be loving to Absolutely. people that struggle, whether it's LGBTQ or whatever, but we don't ever affirm unbiblical ideology unbiblical values jesus never affirmed sin Mm -hmm. he didn't and we shouldn't either uh and so when you're asked to do that you have to make a a choice you can live boldly or you can take the cowardly way out to preserve what your idea of money is or what your idea of Mm -hmm. job security is because our our greatest job security is in the right relationship with our Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. So. Amen. Amen. Well, one other little note on uh, <clears throat> on the news today. Did you see that former uh, Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard uh, created this stir on social media today by announcing that she was leaving the Democratic Party? No. It says this, former Hawaii congresswoman made the announcement on her YouTube uh, show, the Tulsi Gabbard show, which she posted clips on Twitter. In the video, she explained that she could no longer stay in a party run by an elitist cabal of warmongers that was driven by cowardly wokeness 
and anti-white racism, among other chief reasons. Oh, my God. Pretty, pretty serious stuff there. But uh, anyway, we'll get more into the, the real word today. We are glad you joined us. And uh, as I said earlier, SWAT is a live broadcast, and we would want to encourage you to call with your questions and comments or just an encouraging word. The number is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you're unable to call, feel free to email us at ask at swatradio.com. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. I can't figure out what's going on. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. And stroke anti-white racism, actively working to undermine the They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This week we are in Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. We're, we're looking at our calling as kingdom priest. Uh, I know that yesterday, Doug, you guys discussed as kingdom priest that God calls us to live boldly for him. And, Doug, I think the, the phrase that stands out, at least in those first nine verses of chapter 17, is in verse 6. This is just for me where, where the Jews said, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Paul and Silas and Thessalonica, and I'm not sure that's what people would say of a lot of Christians today. Mm. You know, and today I know we're going to be discussing the idea that as kingdom priests, we're not only to live boldly, but we're to speak biblically. Yeah, we we've got to speak biblically, and how do we do that when we don't read the Bible? If you don't know the Bible, how are you going to speak biblical truth, right? Um, and that's one of the things I think that has really plagued the church. Uh, when you read surveys, it says uh, that men read the Bible in the church less than an hour a year. I don't know how they can speak biblically. Yeah. But Paul and Barnabas, where did they go to show that Messiah had to suffer? They, they went to the scripture. They went to the text. And this is a little interesting uh uh, ex- exposition of 1 through 15 because typically, you know, when we exposit and we pull principles out, we kind of go verse by verse and we'll take a section. Mm-hmm. But with this particular one, what you have is you have Paul going to Thessalonica and then he's going to Berea and then he ultimately ends up in Athens. And 
So the way we've looked at these men, I that, that phrase, these men have turned the world upside down, I think is key. They had such an impact in Philippi, and word traveled over to Thessalonica and that area. And so we pull these principles out of looking at how Paul and Silas interacted in Thessalonica and Berea. And uh, they, they were bold in both places. In both places, Paul went into the synagogue first, even though mm-hmm. he had been rejected in all the synagogues, and we <clears throat> talked about that. But, and we talked about how do we live boldly? you got to know God. Well, how do you speak biblically? you got to know God's Word. And, you know, verses like Joshua 1.8, we grew up memorized. Mm-hmm. And if you grew up knowing, you know, going to church, you did. You know, you, you meditate on God's law. It, it shall not depart from your mouth. You meditate on it day and night. He says, and then your way will be prosperous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you, why do you meditate? He says, so that you can do all that's written in it, right? And so, but Proverbs 35 and 6 is um, God's word that says, every word of God proves true. He's the shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you, and you be found a liar. Why? Because you're adding to his words. It's just as wrong to add to what God says and say he said it than it is to take away from hmm. what he said. And so to, to speak biblically, you have to know his word. Psalm 1, you know, I, I love that <laughs> psalm. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. He's talking about the worldly counsel mm-hmm. or, or stand in the path of sinners. And there's a progression there. Exactly. He's walking with them. He's standing. He's kind of lingering. And then he sits in the seat of scoffers. These are people that go, I don't need Christianity. It's a crutch. I don't mm-hmm. need that. You know, there's, it's, it's stupid to believe that there's a God who's going to send people to hell. It's stupid to believe that a guy would kill his, a God would kill his son. You know, and they they make those allegations like they're scoffers. But you get there by first what? Walking. Walking. Yeah. Remember your cousin, I mean, not your cousin, your uh, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, yeah. Yeah. Tim said there's two paths. You either walk with God or walk with the world, right? That's right. And so Psalm 1 lays that out. But the man of God, what? His delight is in the law of the Lord. It's not an obligation, It's a delight. And on that law, he meditates again. We see, you know, the word meditate, it's not transcendental meditation Mm -mm. like the the Far East. It is like a cow chewing cud. You know, they chew it and chew it and chew it. And, you know, Brad, when I was, you know, I was telling you before we came on air today about teaching on the West Side, a lot of times I I don't like we've been going through Revelation. And just to be candid, I'm not excited a lot of times to teach about revelation because it's so much symbolism Mm -hmm. but when you get in it and you chew on it exactly and you go oh my gosh it's so rich because you go i didn't even think about that and so he that's what psalm 1 identifies psalm 19 the heavens declare the glory of god you know the word of the lord you know uh you know those those series of six sayings were Every saying he says there is what? It's about God's word. The law of the Mm -hmm. Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. 
The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. All those sayings there, the fear of the Lord, he's talking about God's word. And as we look at God's word and meditate on it, then we begin to know God and we become more bold. Mm -hmm. But we also know God's plan and we see how God works with his people and we see how he unfolds throughout time. It's it's no uh, new thing that God brought Gentiles into the kingdom. And the reason the Jewish people didn't get it is they didn't really know the Old Testament scriptures because they looked at the scriptures with a lens that they were the only ones that were going to mm. be there. Mm-hmm. How often do we do that? Do oh, we yeah. look at scripture through <laughs> our lens oh, totally. of what we totally. want? And, and so uh, looking at verse 2, the second part of 2, um, what would you, you know what? Just read the text, Brad. Read the whole text again. Acts seventeen one through fifteen. We got time. Yeah. Read it, and then we're going to look at this idea of speaking biblically. Yeah. Acts seventeen. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and non, and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people in the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. Verse 10, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them therefore believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea, but Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul's, those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens And after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. Well, um, when you look at what it says in verse 2b, um, it says that he reasoned with them from the Scriptures. He reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, to rise from the dead, and saying, this Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. So reasoned uh, is 
He sat there and dialogued with them. He went back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it was not his, I think, arguments. It was Scripture says Exactly. So often we as Christians will get into a conversation, and I'm guilty of it too. I'll say, I think, I think, I think, (laughs) instead of the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a pastor out there who's very well known who says, we got to get away from saying the Bible says, but I disagree. When you say the Bible says, and you correctly quote what the Bible says in context, then you have the authority of God behind what you're saying. Yeah. When you say, I think, you have the authority of Doug or Brad or whoever it is saying that. And we well, have, we do that. In the, we do that in a civil court. Yeah. You know, we, we the, the, the lawyer's job is to reason with the jury yeah. and to use law uh-huh. to do that. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're to do. It's interesting you brought out that word reason because that's a word I've underlined in my Bible because I don't think we do that well. Uh, and of course, you think about reason together, saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but throughout Scripture, we see that we're to reason together. Yeah, it's dialogue. You know, it's it's dialoguing with one another, and this is what they did. Now, they're they're with people who, quite frankly, are skeptical. They have to be persuaded. Mm-hmm. In fact, in some translations, it might say believed. They believed, but it really is they were persuaded. And But Paul persuaded them from the Scriptures by explaining and proving what? That it was necessary for the Christ to suffer. It, he wasn't just telling them Jesus died on the cross. He was explaining to them that Christ had to suffer. And why is that important? Well, he went to the Old Testament to show them Messiah had to suffer, die, and rise again from Isaiah, from Psalm 22, Isaiah 53, Psalm 16. He went through all those. And when we come back, we're going to look at the, the different words in the Greek for what the Thessalonians believed. And we're going to look at the Bereans and how they responded and how different it was. So, uh, and a couple of more verses of why we ought to be speaking biblically. Amen. Amen. We're going we're to take a break for national news. Again, we're glad you joined us on SWAT Radio. We want to hear from you. And we, when we return, the number to call is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. You can also email us with your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as Doug and I continue to discuss our calling and the impact as kingdom priests. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not quite. We'll all never get it right But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time Cause I'm just a nobody Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you've joined us this afternoon as we're looking at Acts chapter 17 verses 1 through 15 with the understanding that if we're going to have an impact as God's kingdom priest, number one, we're going to have to live boldly, which you and, I, you and Taylor discussed yesterday and today. We're looking at the second aspect, which is we're going to have to speak biblically. And Doug, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, it seems like every one of these 
Paul's in one area. He's speaking boldly. He's going to the synagogues. He's speaking boldly. He's kicked out of that town. He goes to the next town. He's even in prison. He comes out of prison. He's still speaking boldly. How how often are we we tend to coward after we've been, you know, shut down? Sometimes well, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I think that tends to be a a a a trait of many Christians is. Uh, I don't want to be shut down again. Well, even when it just gets difficult, right? We tend to pull back and say, "I'm going to go somewhere else." And and Paul was bold. He he kept going into the synagogues, and he spoke biblically to him. He took him to the scriptures. And listen, you know, we mentioned Psalm one and um, we Psalm one and Psalm nineteen. What about 2 Timothy 2.15 that says, do your best? How do we walk away as men or women from God's word and not really apply ourselves to it when it says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed? Now, what's he talking about? Well, he, he says it at the end, rightly handling the word of truth. So how do we rightly handle the word of truth? If we don't know the word of truth, mm-hmm. if we don't read the word of truth. <clears throat> it's interesting that, that word rightly handling is the word where we get cutting straight, mm-hmm. when we cut something straight. Yeah. I told you I've been been building this fort for my, my grandkids in the backyard. Yeah. I, I've got all these tools, Doug, I've never used before, but one of the most effective tools is a straight edge <laughs> so that I get straight cuts. Yeah. That's really what that's talking about, is that we rightly handle, that we're, we're cutting the word straight. Yeah, well, you know, H.B. Charles was our uh, guest one time. He did our retreat a few yep. years ago. He actually um, has a conference each year called the Cutting It Straight Conference, hmm. and it's from this text really? okay. about really cutting God's word straight, rightly dividing it, you know, understanding what it means. You know, so often people will say, well, I, I can't read the Bible because I don't understand it. Well, you're never going to understand it if you just say, okay, I give up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brad, think back to where you were 25 years ago, understanding the <laughs> Word of God and where you are right now. Yeah. I but mean, you know, it's interesting, Doug. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're the same. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I have more of an appetite for God's Word today than I did 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I had an appetite back then, but the more I feed on it, kind of like what you were talking about the cow, mm-hmm. the more I, the more time I spend in the Word of God, the more I love just discovering it. That's why I love what he says that what it says about the Bereans that they they were more you know it says they were more noble than those in Thessalonica, you know basically saying that they they wanted to test the scriptures to see if these things were true. Yeah, they 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 searched and sifted through it. They didn't just believe it because Paul said it. Right. How many people today in our churches go in? Oh, I believe it because Doug Rutt said it, mm-hmm. or Joby Martin, <clears throat> mm-hmm. or Richard Cooper, or yeah. whoever. Pick your pastor; it doesn't matter. I believe it because God's word says it. Yeah, yeah. Not because so we say it. Not listen. Go to the text. And see if what we say is true. You know, see if this is true, what he's saying. And, you know, we're talking about speaking biblically. He did it. It says it in the text mm-hmm. in verse 2 in Thessalonica. But what about Berea? Go down 
to verse 11. What does verse 11 say? Read that. Yeah, it says, Now the Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Yeah, so where did they go? They went to scriptures. Yeah, yeah. So, so Paul and Barnabas, I'm sorry, Paul and Silas were being vetted by the scriptures. Hmm. You should always, listen, what's the back of my shirt say? First <laughs> God's word. Is our starting point yeah. and, and our authority. And so we we start there. And when you think about um, the Thessalonians, right, it says Paul reasoned and explained and they believed or they were persuaded. That word up there is the Greek word patho, which means it's a passive word, which means they were convinced. Different word for the Bereans down here. In this text uh, of where the, where Paul and Silas went there, it says they had pistueo or pistueo, which is an active word they have trust in. So they they were more noble. It says, isn't it funny that you look around and you hear thousands of churches in the U.S. and across the world called Berean 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 Bible Church. Mm-hmm. First Baptist Berean, you know, yeah. I mean, they're all over the place. Yeah. You don't hear First Corinthian Baptist Church. <laughs> you don't hear First Thessalonian Baptist Church mm-hmm. or Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church or Methodist Church. Why? Because people associate noble-mindedness, this searching and sifting the evidence with the Bereans, and they want to they want to say that's part of our church name. We want to be people of the word. And so what's our takeaway for us? Well, we have to know his word. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 talks about God's word being breathed out by God. It's, it's literally breathed out by him, and it's profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and instruction that the man of God will be what? Adequately equipped. Adequately <clears throat> Completely equipped. equipped, yeah. Yeah, completely for every good work. And so if we will spend time in the Word, we will know, okay, when I read in um, Isaiah 53 and it talks about God's servant, his Messiah suffering, then when I'm talking to a Jewish person who's struggling to believe in a Messiah who suffers, I take them there. Why? Because they believe in the prophet Isaiah. Mm-hmm. They believe in God, uh, his word to the, the Old Testament word. So we go there. Um, if if somebody is really struggling to believe, that they believe, they say, yeah, I believe the Bible, but I don't believe that Jesus really died on the cross. Take them to 1 Corinthians 15, mm-hmm. you know, so or the Gospels. So we have to know the word, Brad. And here's the other thing. As we're sharing the gospel with people, the gospel has to be open both to public debate. We can't be afraid to engage. Not that we want to be hateful Mm -hmm. in our exchange, but we we ought to be able to publicly debate biblical truth. And our our sharing ought to be open to private research. Mm -hmm. But we should tell people, go ahead, search the Bible. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of Doug and 
and I'm sure you've experienced this over the years as you've made disciples, that it's the job of making disciples is to equip these men to multiply, to go do this again. And so many people don't, they don't multiply because they just, you know, they don't want to do the, they don't want to discipline themselves to study the text. It's one of the things we try to do at SWAT within the SWAT context of the SWAT uh, groups, mm-hmm. be they one-on-one or small groups, is to equip men to go and do what Paul told Timothy to do. You know, this should be four, at least four generations deep that we're to teach these faithful men who will teach others also. Well, how are you going to teach somebody if you don't personally know the Word of God? Mm-hmm. And you may say, well, I'm new to my faith. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to say, hey, I'm new to my faith. If you get in a situation and you don't have an answer for it, say, that's a good question. I, I'm very new to my faith, but I'm going to get an answer for you. Mm-hmm. And let's get back together. And here's the thing. What what did Jude write for us? Contend earnestly for the faith. Not, not from your wisdom. Mm-hmm or your personality, your charisma, but from the scriptures. Mm -hmm. That is the thing that we bring to the table. Your opinion doesn't matter. I've heard John MacArthur say this numerous times. What I think doesn't matter, what really matters is what the scriptures say. Now, I realize, you know, read the Bible doesn't tell you how to make chocolate chip cookies Mm because that's not its design. (laughs) But anything to do with the spiritual life, Anything to do with a relationship with God, the creator, the authority rest in God's word. It's not with philosophy. Uh, and we're going to see this week as we, you know, tomorrow we have our SWAT meetings and we're looking at the beginning of the Mars Hill message, which is probably one of the greatest messages in the Bible, or at least, you know, Abraham Lincoln said it's one of the greatest speeches ever. Hmm. And uh, he was a pretty good speech maker, if I remember right. Um, but anyway, um, the, uh, the the Mars Hill, back then, Athens, and we'll get into this next week, Athens was like the cultural center of the universe. It was hmm. to culture and intelligentsia what Rome was to military power. Uh, even Rome... You know, even though Rome conquered Greece, they yeah. they adopted the Greek gods. They adopted the Greek art and Greek culture. They were very influenced by that. And a lot of people believe that Athens around, you know, the four or five hundred, uh, I think it was four or five hundred B.C. Or was it four or five hundred? Yeah. When 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 did yeah, it was before Rome went in there was one of the greatest cities in the history of the world i mean as far as influence of art culture Mm -hmm. and all of Mm -hmm. that and so a lot of times we want to go in and argue people like that and try to convince them with worldly arguments paul says i resolved to know nothing except what the cross and 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 him crucified well and it makes you and i'm not i know we don't use these mics from a political standpoint but I'm I'm afraid that there are many Christians out there that know more about politics than they do the Word of God. Yep. And again, not that we're to not uh, take our you know our uh, citizenship seriously, uh, but 
if we look at this text, they examine the scriptures daily, not weekly. Yeah. They examine them daily. And it says to see if these things were so. That means they put it to the test. Yes. And I think that's an important point to pick up on. And so, anyway, I know we're going to uh, take another break. Uh, when we come back from the break, Doug and I will take your calls. The number to call is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, please email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back for our final segment. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. For those who are new to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Jesus Christ. This broadcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you are interested or you may know somebody interested in learning more about SWAT Radio or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, go to SWATradio.com. And click on the SWAT Meetings tab. We would love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, click on the Support tab for further information. And um, our phone lines are going to be open for this last segment of the day, and we would love to hear from you. You can call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Well, Brad... um Living boldly and speaking biblically. To speak biblically, you have to live boldly in our culture. Yeah. You, you you can't just um, start throwing out the Bible in our culture. And listen, we're not necessarily saying stand out on the street corner with a Bible in your hand waving it around. Um, we're talking about knowing the Bible and how to address things in our culture. In fact, I know 
I know a person who is very effective at sharing scripture. And a lot of times the people they're sharing with, they won't know it's scripture. They just give them the wisdom Mm -hmm. from God's word, what God's word says. Well, and the importance, I think, of we've used the word reason. Paul reasoned with them. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes, I remember the book uh, that we went through last year uh, by Tactics, called Tactics by uh, Greg Kokel. I think was, oh, remember, yeah. He's, he was one of our guests. Mm-hmm. Love that book. I've shared that book and given that book to, to many people because there is somewhat of a, a, a kind of a tactic to sharing the gospel with people. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about uh, sports, you were a baseball player. I was a golfer. You know, the reason I went to the driving range before I go tee it up mm-hmm. is i want to make sure i've got the confidence to hit the shots that i need to hit when i'm out on the course yeah and and the same is true in your workplace the same is true when we handle the scriptures and second corinthians uh, chapter three uh, verse four says such is the confidence that we have through christ toward god not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us but our sufficiency is from god and who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. But anyway, I think the idea is that if we're going to be good at something, mm-hmm. it's going to require some discipline and some time in the word. And that's why I love what he says about the Bereans. Yeah. They examine the scriptures they, daily. They went to the word, man. I think we, do we have a call? Yes. I believe we've got a caller. Yeah, John. And, uh, John, how are you, buddy? John. Doing great. Happy uh, what is today? Happy Tuesday. Looking forward to tomorrow. Good That's deal. Good. And let's see. How can I do this? Okay, I'm 71. I'm going to kind of tell myself a little bit. I feel uh, listening to y'all talk and stuff. Sometimes I feel like I'm inadequate, and in that uh, to be bold. And gosh, I became a Christian in November the ninth, nineteen eighty. So it's been a few years. Mm. Read the Bible and stuff, but it's like. I feel like a kid, which I know with a spiritual journey we always are, but it, it's like, help me. In other words, coach me. Tell me, tell me what I need to do to be more bold uh, with my, uh, my walk mm. as far as uh, witnessing to people and, and living my life. Because it's like I felt like I was, but when I listen to you all talk, and Doug, when I listen to you teach, it's like, oh, man, do I have a lot to learn. <laughs> so it's like. Kind of give me some direction on, on that because I want to be more bold. It's like God has us here alive in this time during all of this stuff hmm. for a reason. And it's not for creating things of the world. It's for doing things for his kingdom. So I will hush and listen. Well, you know, the, the thing is, and I, I want to acknowledge this up front for Brad and me, that you know, you're not the first person to say something like that. Just because we have a platform doesn't mean we've we don't have a lot to learn either. We just have, God's given us a platform, and I think we're constantly evolving and learning as God conditions and works on us. And I think realizing that you need to grow is the first step to any learning. It's it's being thirsty. Well, it is recognizing that you are not adequate mm-hmm. in and of yourself i think i think i think one of the greatest promises that jesus gives us in matthew twenty eight eighteen, before he gives his last command to the disciples before he ascends to the father he says all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me now 
go therefore and make disciples. I think remembering that this is in God's hands. It's not your job to convert people. It's not my job to convert people. It's my job to be a mouthpiece mm-hmm. for the gospel. Doug, am I am I on track there? I mean, I think yeah. the importance of knowing the where do you, I think to my to your point, John, the most important thing that you can know is the gospel. Yeah, that you can articulate accurately. Back to that verse in Timothy, that you can divide it accurately. That you can, on your own, even without a Bible open, you can speak the gospel into somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. John, and if you come tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how sharing the gospel specifically, because believe it or not, 90% of the people in churches have never shared the gospel message with an unbeliever before. I mean, that's pretty astounding. Uh, if I remember right, John, you were a police officer, right? Uh, that is correct. Yeah. And so as a police officer, you spend 20 years on the force. Um, you've never made an arrest. You've never done an investigation like never had a (laughs) encounter with anybody out there. You just sit in the office and they pay you. (laughs) <laughs> to to be a police officer but you never do anything that police officers do that it's it's crazy that people come to Christ and unfortunately our culture has over the years led people to believe that the gospel is simply about a destination mm-hmm. and it's or a not. transaction yeah it, it's not it is about being connected to the one true living god and fulfilling our god-given purpose of being kingdom priest in the world for the rest of our lives and it starts its salvation but we see it a lot of times as an end okay i'm in i made it on the train i'm good you know and that's not what it's about but that's a great question and i'm glad you were listening and appreciate your call as always john okay awesome thank you yeah. thanks john well, that, that is a good call, and I think that's a very common thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting you brought up the police officer. <laughs> Can you imagine being in a job and not doing what mm. you were hired to do? Yeah, we weren't hired. We Even more importantly, we were adopted. Mm-hmm. We were redeemed. We were purchased with the blood of Christ. Yeah. Now, do something. Yeah. And what is it we're supposed to do? We're supposed to proclaim the gospel. We are. We are supposed to be witnesses. And we, the, you know, to be a witness, you have to tell what you see here and experience. And, um, you know, also what you read in the word. You're a witness. I mean, Brad, when I'm witnessing to somebody, I'm telling them what the Bible says about how to know God, not mm-hmm. what Doug McCary thinks about how to know God. But, it's from God's word. This is what he said. This is what it means to know him. You know, I was looking at Isaiah fifty-five eleven. I know you know this verse. So shall my word be that mm. goes out from my mouth. Mm. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose mm. and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Mm. it I think we've gotten away. I think we have... I, Doug, as I'm on my back yesterday, sick, 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I go to YouTube and watched the G3 conference. I watched four or five of the speakers mm-hmm. from the G3 conference that just took place last week. <clears throat> Is it in and Atlanta? Uh, I think it was. And it, the topic was the sufficiency of Scripture. But it made me think about how we've become so pragmatic as we share God's word, as opposed to believing what Isaiah 55 says, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. Do we believe that? In other words, or do we feel like, I mean, I always appreciate what Paul says. You know, I didn't come to you with any lofty speech or, you know, crafty words. You know, Paul was saying, look, I'm not a good speaker, <laughs> but he believed that if he just spoke the words of God, that they wouldn't return void. Mm-hmm. And when we, um, when we give his word out, well the, well, the problem is that we don't give his word out, Brad. I mean, like when you, when, when I mentioned that stat of 90%, that ought to make us all repent that should make us all go wow why why are we so hesitant to not share the word of god Hmm. this this is the greatest gift that god gave second to his son right it but we wouldn't know his son apart from the word Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and we're not listen we're not talking about worshiping the bible no we're talking about using the bible to worship the one who gave us the bible well the word became flesh and dwelt among us yeah and we have it in our hands and i think it's a it's a good reminder and i appreciate john calling in because i think what john is experiencing is uh, pretty much universal today Hmm. and uh it's a good good reminder that we are to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's a wrap for today. Glad you joined us. Continue, continue back tomorrow as our teaching continues in Acts chapter 17. And until then, live boldly, speak biblically, and continue to advance truth. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spirituality.